Hi there, it's Tanya Stokes, and welcome to the podcast. Ooh, it's a beautiful fall day. Um, I just checked the weather. Get this, it is 44 degrees in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a high of 67. So that's pretty cool. Um, definitely uh, jeans and sweater weather. <laughs> so fall is definitely one of my favorite seasons. Do you know, I wanted to jump on the podcast today um, just to chat with you for a quick second. You know, when I originally created this pro- this podcast, it was a personal thing. And I've said this to you before. Um, it was a way for me to get it all out. It became very personal. And you were able to go on this growth journey with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then it became... Um, a podcast about business. And recently I had someone, I had someone bring to my attention that um, I no longer do the self-development stuff, which is something that they missed. So I figured, you know what? We do a lot of stuff um, in the salon. We're more than just your hairstylist, barber, esthetician, or makeup artist. You know, there is that blurred line where we become more of a friend um, than a family member. Um, I don't like to say that we are a therapist because ah, I just feel like that's such a big job. Um, It's okay if you are in the beauty and barbering space and you consider yourself like a therapist or a therapist, but I just want to do your hair. And I just want you to walk away from me feeling a lot better than you did before you came. And that is both internally and externally. So on this podcast, we're here to empower beauty professionals to unlock their potential through business expertise and self-improvement. Now, the ultimate goal is for you to find success in both your career and personal growth. But I got to remind you that it is your job to do the work. And I know it may sound strange when people say, you've got to do the work, you've got to do the work, but take it from somebody who is a lifelong learner. You know, I take, um, take courses at some of the local schools. I take courses online. You know, I support my fellow entrepreneurs when they're giving a course. And then sometimes I realize that the courses are repeating themselves with with a different name. And it's important for you to get that because sometimes you are constantly buying courses and going to self-improvement classes. And the reason you're still drawn to those things is because you're probably not working. You're probably not working hard to hone those skills. So I challenge you that the next time you take a course, the next time you read a self-improvement book and even listening to this podcast, you know, the next time you are given tips or actionable steps that speak to you, you know, I implore you to either pause the podcast or the audio book and take notes and start writing on your calendar or in your journal the steps that you're going to take to make these changes in your life. Because if you don't, 
then what is all this for? Okay. I don't want to get off topic because I have something that I, I need to share with you. So normally when I, um, normally when I do some of these podcasts, um, I, I actually have a content, um, I guess calendar written out for the year where like, I know by the fourth quarter, I want to be talking about these things or in the first, first quarter, I want to talk about these things. So I already have that stuff written out, but then occasionally I'll talk to someone and they'll say something that'll spark an idea. And here's the crazy thing. We talked about this, I am sure in the first quarter, um, I'm sure I hit it again um, sometime along the way, but because it came up again and you know, I do mentorship programs for new stylists and barbers. I love the novice, you know what I mean? Um, Cause I feel like you're only a novice once, but if you find that you are constantly in that space, um, there's a problem. So talking with this young lady, I realized that there's a problem and it's not a problem that we haven't talked about before. It is something that she refuses to at least try. And I said that to her, like we had this conversation before at this point, you're wasting your, your money and my time. And I hate to say my time because she's paying for my time. So I gave her the, I gave her the tips again, and hopefully she will take it to heart. She also listens to the podcast on a regular basis. So if you're listening, yeah, you are the reason why I'm doing this podcast again. I'm going to go ahead and title this one, Specialize to Thrive. Now we've talked about niching down in a previous podcast, and I think it's necessary to reiterate some of the points so that you can end your last quarter of 2023 in a major way. Niching down or choosing a lane doesn't mean that you cannot do other things. I don't want you to get that confused. It simply means that in your marketing and advertising, as you converse with people, you should always mention your niche, especially in your elevator pitch. Ooh, I like that. So let's go deeper with that. You want to mention your niche in your elevator pitch. And you know about the 60 second elevator pitch when you run into someone and they say, hey, what is it that you do? You should be able to tell them what you do in 60 seconds or less. I help Y do X by Z. So um, I want to go a little deeper with that because when you talk about niching down, it scares people because as a natural creative, we feel like, oh, I have so much to offer. I have so much to give. And I was right where you are. Like, I don't want to box myself in. Um, but you're doing anything but boxing yourself in. We know that when we say Starbucks, people instantly think about coffee. But you and I both know that Starbucks has more than just coffee. They sell tea, water, 
breakfast foods, muffins, you know, and the list goes on and on. Starbucks is more than coffee, but Starbucks is known for that one thing. And what's the name of the company that's home of the Whopper? Home of the Whopper. It's in all the advertising and marketing, but we know that they sell more than just Whoppers. So what I'm telling you is when you are known for one thing, then you'll see your bottom line expand. And there's so much you can do when you focus on the one thing. Here's what happens when you focus on the one thing. You gain a specific audience and you get to tailor your offerings to their needs. You reduce competition because there's less, there's less crowd, believe it or not. It is not as crowded in that what we call one thing market. Now, I've mentioned to you before that I am known for natural hair. But if you tell some of my clients from when I lived in Charleston that Tanya, yeah, Tanya is known for natural hair. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> like a group of them may be like, uh-uh. Tanya was known for her shortcuts. Tanya was known for color. But natural hair? Now, we know that over time, things have changed. Like this whole natural hair movement is not, it's nothing new about it. Um, when you think about it, um, your parents and grandparents, there's always somebody around you with that cute little fro. Or there was always a conscious person that only did braids and puffs, um, super intelligent, maybe the family historian. But over time, I've changed or I've grown. And I've also said to you that I didn't find my niche. My niche found me. And we'll get into that in a minute. But when you specialize, you, you get to develop your expertise by studying and taking classes and you become the subject matter expert or the authority in your niche. In doing so, you get to scale your business to a different level. And when we say scale, like you want to look at that one thing and see how can I build off of this one thing? So if, let's say, um, if sew-ins is your one thing, if sew-ins is what you specialize in, then you want to think about what can I do to scale this one thing? Well, you could teach classes to other hairstylists. You can teach them your way. Uh, you could write a book about it. Um, you could go to different schools and become a speaker about your one thing. The sky is the limit when you only focus on one thing. Now, here's the confusing part for a lot of people. I have so much to give. I don't want to just focus on this one thing. I want to let people know that I could do sick creative color, that I could do haircuts, I could do barber cuts, I also do makeup. It's fine. I'm not telling you that you have to stop doing those things. What I'm saying is stop marketing those things. You could have those things on your menu of service. 
You could have it posted online. You could have it posted in your salon or barbershop. But when you are on social media posting what you do, you should post more of your one thing. So let's say in a month's time, if you had, say, 15 posts, 10 of your 15 posts should be the one thing. Again, if your focus is on show-ins and you post 15 times, 10 of those 15 posts should be about show-ins. Why? That's what you're trying to attract. That's what you want to be known for. So after a while, people will say, oh, she's a weave specialist or she's a natural hair specialist. Now, I haven't posted on social media since May of 2022. And let me take that back. I haven't posted on Instagram since May of 2022. Um, but I still get business from Instagram. But I do most of my posting on Google My Business. And I talked to you about that before. Google My Business, I bring all the traffic to my website. And that's where I get my clients. I get most of my clients from Google My Business. Once they find me on Google, they'll go to uh, Instagram because it's popular to see if, if I have a presence there. And I do. And they book an appointment. So why is that important? If you go to my Instagram right now, New Faces, I-N-T, spelled N-U-F-A-C-E-S-I-N-T, you're going to see a bunch of shortcuts, blowouts, and colors. But in that video, I always say relaxer free or natural, even though it's a shortcut. I may say something like, um, relaxer on the sides and back top is natural why because i'm i am known as a natural hair stylist and let me tell you i fought that for a long time like when people decided they wanted to go natural i would refer them to my coworker. and then after a while it's like so many clients were like yo like i, I just want you to do it so then i had to educate myself because at the time I was doing a lot of sew-ins and I started talking people out of getting relaxers. Like, why would we relax your hair when we're just going to put this weave back in? Before I knew it, I'm dealing with a client who had to have her relaxer every eight to 10 weeks. Now she has a full head of natural hair and she didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. So I was referring them, losing clients. And eventually I just started, you know, let, let me take a couple classes. And I started loving it. Now I find myself telling some people with relaxers, like, hey, have you thought about, you know, transitioning to natural? And it's mainly because we're getting older. And as our bodies start going through the change, <laughs> air quotes, you know, and you're, um, or as you start taking medication, you know, whether it's high blood pressure, low, whatever is going on with you, you have to decide which one is more important. And for me, being healthy and making sure that you're healthy is more important than a fly hairstyle. So if you're taking medication, I always talk the client 
or transition the client into more of a natural hairstyle because we don't want too many chemicals going into the body, which also affects the hair. So not getting too far off topic, um, when you specialize, you foster long-term customer relationships, which is what I was telling you about. Like I'm giving these girls all these sew-ins. They're with me for years. We're growing that hair out. Um, and now it's time, you know, we have this full head of natural hair and I'm now I'm trying to talk them out of the weave and out of the chemicals. So I've, <laughs> I've got to learn how to do this natural hair and listen, it worked. It worked. So now you have, I have these clients with full, natural, beautiful hair and most of them don't want to wear it in a natural state. So what do they do? They get blowouts. They get cuts and color. And they're with me for like every season. You know what I mean? Um, winter, spring, summer, fall. They're here with me for weddings, um, <laughs> birthdays, <laughs> the birth of their child, their engagement. And we kind of go on this journey together. Now, the thing is, I still do relaxers and I do sew-ins for my regular clients and I do quick weaves for my regular clients and I'm pretty damn good with color. And I could cut the heck out of someone's hair so short to the point I, I yo, I could have went to barber school and would have been sick with it. And I'm not tooting my own horn. Why is this important? It's important because even though I do all these things, I still specialize. I specialize in natural hair and I didn't choose it, it chose me. Like my clients started telling their friends and their coworkers, hey, you need to check out my stylist. She does natural hair. You know, the minute somebody complains about their hair, they go, yo, you need to check out my stylist. Now, here's the thing. I don't do the braids and occasionally I'll do the two strand twist and stuff like that. If you have to get your hair twisted every two weeks, I'm probably not the natural hairstylist for you. Because again, I think that's a lot of tension on the hair. I think you should twist the hair a lot smaller. And I mean, it'll last you about a month. You could shampoo your hair with those twists in. You could curl it. There's a whole bunch of things you can do with those twists as long as you don't let it sit for six weeks. After six weeks, you're in a danger zone because you're starting to form dreadlocks. So my clients will wear it for like four or five weeks. They take them out at home. They come back. We do the full scalp detox, trim the ends, um, every other service. Um, you still do your treatments and you twist that hair up again. You really didn't miss a beat. Now, I know if you're a stylist, you're probably thinking, damn, four or five weeks, you know, because you're looking for your customers to come every two weeks, sometimes every week. But if you market yourself correctly and if you specialize, which gives you the, the ability to charge more, remain marketable, remain comparable to your market. 
What does that mean? That means if you live in California, which has a huge natural hair market where the cost of living is more, where the income is more, a friend of mine in California charges about $140 or $150 for a blowout. I'm not going to charge that in Charlotte. And if you live in South Carolina, you're probably not going to charge that in South Carolina. You can, but it's very unlikely. You live in Atlanta, you live in New York. Yes, you're definitely going to charge that. I don't know what your market calls for. I only know my market. So you want to make sure that you're in tune with what the market calls for. But when you specialize, and I'll use a low number, when you specialize, let's say the service is $30, whatever the service is, and you specialize in that thing, you could charge 55, you could charge even 60, right? Because you specialize and add tax. Now, here's the thing. If your book is light, meaning if you have more days on your book than you have customers, you can't do that because you will price yourself out of the market. And now we're talking about this recession, and most of what I talk about is to make sure that you are. Um, in tune with the trends and you know what's going on in the market. I don't um, suggest you always, um, I don't suggest that you always converse with your customers about that, but you need to know what's going on in the market to make sure that you are one, still relevant and two, that you are not pricing yourself out of the market. But if you sit there and you have these conversations with your customers about, oh my God, eggs are $8, you know, ham is, you know, $10, oh my God, I can't survive. If that is what you are doing, you are doing yourself an injustice. Somebody says to me, eggs are $8. I'm like, girl, but don't you need eggs? You know, you need eggs. Eggs go well with breakfast or bacon is $10. Yes, I love bacon. You know, we just have to pay the $10. Why? Because I'm in that industry where, you know, our prices fluctuate. And I'm not going to sit here and entertain this person. You, you know, you're still going to buy the eggs and you're still going to buy the bacon. And if you look around on social media, people are still traveling. But when you specialize in a thing and you are constantly growing, you are constantly um I guess you're, you're constantly honing your skills. Then we don't have time to have those types of conversations because we're too busy pouring into our customers about the new products and how this products, have you noticed a difference with your hair? You know, well, here's what we're offering this month. We're, we're going to keep it about business because I want you to feel good. As I said, internally and externally. So. It's very important that when you are in this industry, it's very important for you to educate your customers on what is happening. And if you don't hear anything else I've said to you in this podcast, this episode, please sit down, look at the data 
you should be using some type of scheduling system. I've gone over this with you before. You need a scheduling system. You need a POS system. For some people, that's one in the same. For me, it's something separate. And you should be able to check the data. The data does not lie. The data will tell you, hey, over 80% of your customers are scheduling natural services. And from that, the other 20% are scheduling other things like relaxers and treatments and colors. But that 80%, that 80%, if you have consistently scheduled 80% of your customers for a particular service, that is what you should specialize in. That is what you should specialize in. That is what you should build on. That is what you should talk about more than anything else. That is where you should look when you're talking about giving yourself a raise. That is where you should go to give yourself a raise. Oh, dag, 80% of my clientele is booking natural services. You know, within reason and making sure the time is right, when you decide to give yourself a raise, it should be for that particular service. Why? Because that service is in demand. That is your specialty. And it is in demand. So now you can give yourself a raise and you will see a big difference. Now let's talk about that raise. That raise should not be 50% of what you're currently charging. What is inflation? Inflation goes what, 3%? Um, but, you know, it depends on who you're following. It's, it depends on who you're listening, you know, who you're listening to. I'm not going to tell you what that number is. Some people will do a percentage increase and then some people will do um, a dollar amount. So like I said, some people will do a 3% increase for, you know, inflation or whatever. And then other people will say, well, you know, I went up $10 or I went up $5 or I went up $2 or whatever, but do the math. Ask yourself if it makes sense for you to do it that way. But anyway, I'm not going to keep you. I just wanted to... Um, I just wanted to reiterate again the importance of niching down. Again, because you are specializing in something, it does not mean that you can't do other things. But when you decide to specialize or when you decide to create a lane, then that is all of your conversations, all of your marketing and advertising. When I go to your website, I should see that thing on your website, you know? Um, and again, let me remind you, I'd like to give you a point of reference. We know that Starbucks sells more than coffee. How about this? TD Jakes. TD Jakes is known as a preacher, right? But we know that TD Jakes does more than preach. TD Jakes is also a playwright. He's a producer. He's a speaker. He's an author, right? So I want you to keep that in mind when you think about 50 Cent. You think about 50 Cent as a rapper, but 50 Cent is also a director. He has his own brand of, um, I think it's Cognac. 50 Cent has written, I think, two books now. Charlemagne is known for being a radio DJ. But Charlemagne has exploded. He's so much more than that. But when you think Charlemagne, you think 
radio. But Charlemagne is also a speaker. He's also a, an author. He's written two books, two or three books. You know, Charlemagne is the guy that a lot of politicians go to when they want to get the message out about their campaign. He's more than just a DJ. So I want you to be more than just filling that blank. You're more than just a makeup artist. You're more than just a hairstylist. You're more than just a barber. You're more than just an, than just an esthetician. You're much bigger than that. You want to be known for one thing. This one thing. Remember that. If you don't remember anything else I say to you, this one thing will create a table for you, will create a lane for you, will give you scalability. Just that one thing. You could build and grow from there. Okay, it's time for me to get out of here. I need to hit the gym and I, I'm doing a little redecorating at the salon today. So I need to hit the gym and I'm going to Lowe's to buy some paint. Yes, because I paint my own salon and I'm um, going to give it just a little, just a little, a little bit of a, um, not, yeah, a little bit of a facelift. So we'll see. I may post the pictures later. I don't know. But anyway, I'm Tanya Stokes. I hope this helps you. Just remember, you want to specialize to thrive, specialize to thrive. When you decide about the one thing, this one thing that you're going to specialize in, you'll see a big difference in your numbers. I promise you, especially going into this recession, your entire life is about to change. Hey, I'm Tanya Stokes. I'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. 704-756-2752. Give me a call or a text or send me an email at info at I'd love to hear from you. We'll talk soon. Bye.